This is the Support Ops Podcast, a show devoted entirely to making and keeping your customers happy. My name's Chase. I'm the guy behind supportops.co. You probably already know that if you're listening to the show. If you haven't been over the site yet, make sure to check it out. That's supportops.co. This is episode number three. Now, we could talk about the latest support apps, the latest tools, the latest gadgets and gizmos and, and whatever else, but I want to stick with basics again for this one. I mean, we are only in episode number three, so we'll talk about all that stuff later. It doesn't matter what support app you use if your support does not rock. Remember, these are the people on the front lines that are interacting with your customers all day long. And and it doesn't matter how great your product is or how great your app is or your website or even how great you are if you don't have a great support team. Crappy support hurts your company. That's the bottom line. If you want fantastic support, then you have to hire fantastic support people. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. The The main question for the show is going to be really simple. What should you look for when hiring someone for your customer support team? What traits, what characteristics, what little quirks and things should you be looking for whenever you start interviewing people for your support team, when you start thinking about maybe hiring the first support person for your team? Or if, you know, if you're on a support team already like me, uh, we're looking at hiring a couple of new people. So what are, what are the things that we should be looking for whenever we want to bring somebody else onto our support team? So I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. Uh, there is a total of five that we're going to be talking about. So we'll, we'll talk about personality, communication, creativity, self-motivation, and then culture. And, and that's kind of the, the big five that we're looking for. So we're going to start with personality. You've got to have somebody with a great personality. You want someone upbeat, somebody that's cheerful. They're always smiling. You don't want a, a downer who's always got this negative outlook on life because that's what they're going to bring into work. That's what they're. That's the kind of attitude they're going to have when they start interacting with your customers. And 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 that's not what you want for your team. That's not what you want to portray. So they've got to have a great personality. Um, a good example. Um, you know, a couple of a couple of months ago, there was this absolutely horrible guy that thought it would be funny or, or cute or whatever to drive through the Chick-fil-A drive through during their, their big PR blow up. And he recorded his interaction with the, uh, the team member that was working the drive through window that day. I'll make sure to put a, a link to it over in the show notes, but long story short, he was just so God awful horrible to her, but the Chick-fil-A employee smiled the entire time, was kind and courteous the entire time. She was an absolute star, and that reflected positively back on Chick-fil-A. They they had hired the right person, so even when they were dealing with this very irate and, uh, he wasn't angry, but he was uh, just, you know, this very negative person that was uh, a customer, the uh, this team member was still able to deal with him, was still able to, to help him out. Now, you need people that are able to win over angry customers. Remember, there are two kinds of people that are writing to support generally. The first is they have a general question. Maybe they're curious about how your product works, or uh, maybe uh, you know they have a uh, an idea about if they if they could actually use your app for what they're looking for. So you've got that kind of person, and then you've got the other kind that has run into a problem 
and need you to fix it. So something's not working right, or they were billed wrong. And in those cases, you have the potential for a very angry customer. So you need people on your support team. They're going to be able to win those people over there that are going to be able to walk through patiently, no matter how irate a customer is. And at the end of the day, turn that irate customer into somebody that is, is satisfied and happy with your, your team again. Now, a side note here, don't feel that you always have to hire loud, boisterous people. That's not what I'm talking about when I say personality. Because the quiet guy over in the corner, he could be a right fit too. Um, you know, take me for example. I'm not the most boisterous person when I go out and interact with other people. I don't I generally go out to uh, big parties and, and things like that. Um, I, I'm definitely not the quiet guy in the corner, but, uh, you know, don't rule that person out. You're looking for somebody that can be cheerful and actually help out your customer that wants to help out your customer. That's just part of what we're we're looking for in a great rep, you know. So don't like I said don't rule out the the quiet people just because they they don't look to have a personality at first because a lot of times once you start to get to know them, then that personality is there, it's just a little bit different. So that's personality. The next one, communication. The person that you're looking at for the support role needs to be able to communicate clearly and concisely. And what I mean by that is teaching grammar skills is the school's job. It's not yours. You don't need to go through and explain how to, um, you know, put together sentences and, and things like that. You you want somebody that you can bring in and can generally write an email, can generally have a conversation with somebody. We just want to tweak them and, and shape them and mold them a little bit into writing the best way for your customers, writing in a way that's clear and concise and and can get across the points that need to be made to your customers. And the way to see this is to get some writing samples before you hire them. Um, if they have an online website or blog or something like that, check it out just to kind of get a feel for their writing style. Um, you can also, you know, if you're, you're chatting with them on the phone or, or in that live in-person interview, go ahead and just ask them a question, uh, maybe like a sample case that you had from that day or that week, just to kind of get an idea of how well they can talk with customers and how well they can express themselves. Um, you, you definitely want people that are going to take their time when it comes to writing an email or helping a customer, that kind of thing. But you don't want somebody that's going to spend an hour putting together a masterpiece of an email just to send it off to a customer. Um, you, you want somebody that's going to be able to commu- communicate very clearly and very concisely, but at the same time, uh, do it pretty pretty quickly. So whenever you're looking at that new support rep, like I said, just ask for some writing samples. Um, talk with them. Just get a feel for for how they would interact with those customers. You can even put them on the spot. Um, I've been in, in uh, online chats where we said, hey, here's a question that we have. Uh, we got from a customer. How would you deal with it? You know, walk us through what, you, uh, what you're thinking and, and how you would reply to your customer. Because that kind of impromptu um, answer is going to give you a good indication of, of their communication skills and their, their uh, level of, of, uh, of being able to communicate. The next one I like to point out is is creativity. Every customer you have is unique, and every trouble that they find themselves in is going to be a little bit different. Every customer's every situation you have is is going to be a little bit different than the one before it and the one that comes after it. So you don't want to have to set down a bunch of rules and regulations when it comes to customers. You don't want to have a rep that follows a script line by line. You've had those bad experiences where, um, well, I'll give you one. I, I 
uh, called up my internet service provider and uh, I'm a fairly tech savvy guy. I work support. I know what they're looking for and, and that kind of thing. So I know that the very first thing that they're going to ask me when I'm having internet problems is, you know, did you reset your modem? Did you reset your router and that kind of thing? So whenever I call them, I actually have a list of the, the first couple of questions they're going to uh, ask. So I go ahead and, and when I get the rep on the line, I, I tell them, hey, look, I've tried A, B, and C, and these aren't working. That's why I'm calling you. I need, I need to know what option D is and, and where to go from there. And every single time we have to go through the script. So even though I told them I've already checked the, the modem and the router, even though I've already uh, unplugged the, the modem for two minutes to let it recycle, even though I've already uh, turned off my computer and turned it back on, we have to go through this whole process all over again because the reps aren't given the, the freedom to actually bypass that script if a customer has already done that. So you want reps that are going to be creative, that are flexible, that you can trust when it comes to dealing with customers, because in the end, they're going to need to use their best judgment to figure out how to make that customer happy. Um, the the reps I deal with with my internet service provider, they need to be able to say, all right, you know, Chase has already gone through these steps. I'm going to skip all these. I'm going to go to the next one and, and try to figure out what's going on here. Or if I can't figure it out, then I'm going to bump it up to somebody else. They they need that that freedom and to be able to do something like that. They need to have. Uh, the creativity to go in and, and to look at something and say, we typically do this, but in this case, it's not going to work. So I need to do this. So that's one of the things we're looking for. We're, we look for uh, creative personalities and reps. We look for reps that are going to go out of their way to help customers and even do crazy things every now and then when it comes to making the customers happy. You know, you want them to, to have the idea of sending out a box of chocolates for somebody that's having a rough day, or if they notice that somebody is a, uh, um, you know, is, is a big football fan, a big NFL fan, then you want to be able to send them a gift that maybe is football related. I remember having a, a customer once whose boss was just absolutely being horrible to her because of a, mis- a mistake that he had made with one of our, with one of our apps. She was genuinely just trying to fix it. It wasn't her fault. She was trying to clean up the mess that her boss had left. So uh, he really didn't have a, a reason to come down so hard on her, but he did. And, and this, you know, the customer that I was dealing with on, on the, uh, the phone, she was really upset. I could tell it. Uh, so after we got everything fixed, I went ahead and, and just sent her a box of chocolate dipped strawberries, which was just, you know, a kind, nice little gesture to say, hey, you know, I know you had this bad day, but we got it figured out. And, and here's some chocolate covered strawberries. So go off and enjoy those for a little bit. She got those the following day and uh, and actually tracked me down uh, and sent me a personal email to say that she absolutely loved them and that it made her day and it was just the uh, the perfect way to uh, to end that whole interaction that she had with us. It, it definitely didn't erase how bad her boss was, but again, it, it definitely made her day and, and allowed her to... Uh, to just smile a little bit. So you want reps that can be creative, that um, that have that creativity to not only uh, be flexible and, and deal with each customer differently when they need to, but also have the creativity to to do some new things and try different things and 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 to send a gift if if a customer is having a bad day. So you definitely want that that character trait to be in there. The other big thing we like to talk about is stuff motivation, and there's a lot of different things that are wrapped up in this one. You want someone um, that that's driven, that's able to work on their own, that doesn't need a, a boss looking over their shoulder or reports run at the end of the week to see how they're doing, that kind of thing. You've got customers to help. 
And you don't want to have to babysit one of the team members at the same time that you're trying to help your customers. And I'll be honest, this one is, is kind of tough to figure out. This one is when you're looking at some person, you can't look at them and say, well, are you self-motivated? Of course they're going to say yes. Why would they not say yes? So when you're talking about them, try to find out about any personal projects that they've run, any side projects that they've run that they might have uh, helped lead or, or things like that. See what some of their hobbies are, because if somebody is running marathons, they're probably self-motivated. You know, to run 26 miles, that takes a lot. So a lot of, of training, a lot of commitment, a lot of diligence, uh, and, and that drive that we were talking about. If, if they're running marathons, they're probably uh, pretty self-motivated. Um, you know, if they're, if they're raising money for a local charity, or if they're volunteering down in the soup kitchen, or if they're doing those things that, uh, that are in their off time, but show that they're driven, that they're that they're capable of of managing themselves. That's what what you're looking for. They're probably going to be a good boss at their point. Uh, at that point, they're probably going to be able to be their own boss without a problem, without you having to to micromanage and walk over them. It's especially important with with the customer support teams that I typically deal with because these people tend to work remotely. Um, like for myself, I don't work with, uh, well, I don't work in the same office as the rest of my team at 37 Signals. I actually work out of my home office. Well, I say home office, but sometimes it's at my home office. Sometimes it's uh, at an office in town. Sometimes it's at the local coffee shop. Sometimes it's sitting in my car somewhere because something went wrong and I pulled out my MiFi and, and jumped online, uh, online real quick. Um, you know, when you have people that are spread out, everywhere. You can't be in the same room with them. You can't be watching them all the time. You don't know if they're answering customer emails or if they're just uh, surfing Facebook and, and watching TV in the background. So you definitely want somebody that's self-motivated to to take that worry off of you. You you don't want to have to sit there and babysit them at the end of the day. You want them to be able to to manage themselves. So definitely look for somebody that's that's self-motivated, that's driven, that's that's again capable of being their own boss. That's the big one. They they need to be able to be be their own boss. And the last one we'll talk about today, because like I said, I like keeping these short so you don't have to uh, sit there and listen to me drone on and on and on. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about is culture. You want someone that's a good fit for your team and your company culture. Uh, and the best analogy I have for this one, I have a, a little niece who's a little bit over a year old, and she loves playing with uh, shapes. So she's got this this box-looking thing that has all the different shapes cut out, and, and what you do is you push that shape into the right hole for the shape, and then it falls into the box. I'm sure you've seen these. They're, they're really popular. I had one when I was a kid. My mom had one when she was a kid. Uh, heck, my, my grandmother probably had one when she was a kid. So when it comes to f to finding the right fit, the right culture, you want somebody who is a square going in that square hole. You you don't want uh, a lot of times what my little niece does. She's she's only one. So what she'll do is she'll pick up the circle shape and actually try to stuff it in the square hole, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Um, so she ends up trying to slam it in there and finally throws it away and gives up and goes on. You don't want that when it comes to your team. You want somebody that's going to be a good fit for the team, that's going to be a good fit for your culture. Uh, and the best way to do this is, again, that live interview. It's, you know, after you, uh, you know, after you talk to them, you can kind of get a feel for them. But don't just stop there. Go ahead and, and take them out for a meal with the rest of your team. 
see if they if they're a natural fit or if it's more of a, a forced relationship. A good friend of mine works for a uh, company right outside of Nashville. Uh, it's the the Dave Ramsey company. He does uh, a lot of financial planning and that kind of thing. But when she was hired on with him, what they did was they went out for uh, a dinner at a local restaurant, and uh, Dave and, and his wife was there, and then the my friend and, and her husband was there, and uh, who would be her boss, uh, he and his wife was there. And they just had a conversation over dinner because a lot of times – a person's real, their real characteristics, their real, um, their real nature is going to show through in a, in a very comfortable environment. So if you take them out to dinner, if you don't have a good feeling about them, if they, if they feel fake, like they're trying to, uh, force, uh, their, their square into a, a circle hole or something like that, that's probably a good indicator of that. You shouldn't be hiring them. Culture is important. With uh with your team, if if you don't somebody if you don't have somebody that subscribes to the same culture that you do, the same philosophy that you do, then there's going to be a lot of friction back and forth. So you definitely want somebody that uh, sees eye to you, uh, eye to eye with you on on culture. That's there to help you grow the culture, and, and not uh, tear it down or break it apart or anything like that. You you've definitely got to have somebody that is a good fit for your team and, and for your company culture there. The last thing that I'll point out um, is is not one of the five things that you're looking for, but just kind of a, a general reminder. Just like with customers, it's easier to keep a great customer support rep than it is to train a new one. If you're burning through reps, you're just wasting money and training. You're just spending all that time and effort and energy to train them into uh, what you want in a customer support person. And if they walk out the door, then all that time and energy is just going to just going to go with them. So if you have a big turnover in your customer support, you definitely want to look at what kind of people you're hiring. You know, are you hiring people with with the right uh, personality, with the right communication skills and, and creativity? And are they self-motivated? Do they Are they a good fit for your culture? Because if they're, if they're just kind of shuffling through, if it's just like a revolving door, then all that training that you put into them, all that money and, and effort and energy is just going right out the door with them. When you hire a new support rep, it's it's a lot like a relationship. It's, you know, you don't want somebody that's going to come in and spend a little while with you and then just leave. You want them to to be committed to your company and, and you should be committed to them. You know, you want them to grow as a, a support rep and you want them to to learn more and to become a better uh, support person and, and to expand their skills in that kind of way. So make sure that when you start uh, hiring people on for your support team, that you take the time and energy to do the training right, that you take the time to make sure that they're a right fit, that you look for those five things that we talked about. Because if you if you miss on those, then they're going to get in and they're going to have a horrible experience and then they're just going to get up and leave. And every time they walk out the door, all that time and, and money is just gone with them. So make sure to, to watch those reps and to keep them. It's so much easier to keep a great customer support rep than it is to train a new one. Just like with customers, you know, it's if uh, you're working with customers, it's it's a lot easier to keep the customers you have than to just keep cycling and burning through them because you're going to run out. <laughs> There's going to be some point where you don't have new customers because you're going to have burnt through them. Uh, and, and when you talk about hiring support reps, it's it's the same way. You uh, you want to to make sure they're a good fit so they don't just up and leave after you've trained them. So just keep that one in mind. 
And with that, we'll officially put this show in the books now. Um, as always, let me know what you thought of this episode and, and what you think about support ops in general. It's We're still a relatively new site, a new community that's growing. We're, uh, as you see, the podcast is growing and there are other people getting involved. So definitely let me, uh, let me know what you think. You can hit me up on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash support ops. That's probably the quickest and easiest way. Or you can shoot me an email. So head over to supportops.co and then click on the contact link there at the top. I'm Chase, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you.